Should Donald Trump win the presidency, it will be on the power of America's broken immigration system and his talent for demagoguery. It's March 1st, 249 days to go until America decides who the next president of the United States will be. And a quick reminder this morning, remember, subscribe to the Warning YouTube channel. The 2024 race journeyed to America's southern border with Mexico. President Biden went to Brownsville, Texas. President Trump to Eagle Pass. Immigration is Joe Biden's most dangerous issue. Make no mistake, should Donald Trump win the presidency, it will be on the power of America's broken immigration system and his talent for demagoguery. The one issue that everybody in this country knows that Donald Trump is extreme about is immigration. He began his national political career with a denunciation of Mexico. He called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He diminished, he dehumanized, and he insulted the contributions of America's largest ethnic group. It was disgraceful but not unexpected because Donald Trump over these last years has scapegoated every minority population. Yesterday, Donald Trump went to the border and said he's going to stop the Biden invasion. That's what he called it, the Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. Joe Biden, on the other hand, went to the border and reached his hand out to Donald Trump and said, let's work together. Join me, or I'll join you, in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. What is it that the president's political advisors and speechwriters and White House aides are missing about Donald Trump's intentions? He is a world-class demagogue trying to inflame a crisis for his own benefit, because the more chaos there is, the louder his calls for order can become. And that call for order is potent politically. It's powerful. Don't underestimate its appeal. The Biden administration has failed with regard to securing the southern border in a hundred different ways. The debate about whether the president has been effective on the border over the last three years is settled. What the White House must do politically is abate the problem, lessen the delta, do something that brings order out of chaos immediately, no matter what. Because in the couple of states that will decide the election by margins that range in some number of tens of thousands of votes, this will be the determinative issue. And this issue cannot be allowed to become the gateway through which a fascist takes power in the executive branch. There is no nation in the world, not Mexico, not Germany, not Canada, nowhere that would tolerate the current situation on the southern border. 
And the worst part about it is that it has opened the floodgates for the most venomous type of demagoguery, nativism, and nationalism to flourish. What did anybody think might happen in a time of profound technological disruption where 40% of the country doesn't have $400 cash available for an emergency and tens of millions fall into a population that is unbankable. They can't open up a savings account. The Biden administration is profoundly out of touch politically with the country on the issue of immigration, which has been inflamed and worsened and turned from problem into existential crisis by a propaganda industry that profits billions of dollars a year for dividing the society and injecting fear into it. The only remedy to this is the full use of the bully pulpit of the presidency to magnify arguments for the good, for the better, that are real, that are true. This issue of immigration is not one that the Democratic Party and President Biden have their arms around. The country's outraged over it. And there's outrage in the African-American community. And there's outrage in the Hispanic American community. There's outrage amongst American citizens. No one who is in the country illegally will be voting in the election. There's a presumption that Hispanic Americans, because the surge of immigration is coming from south of the border, are tolerant of it. This is an illusion. More importantly, it's a delusion and a dangerous one. Because the price of the incompetence, the price of the insecure border is President Donald Trump. And that is a catastrophe. The United States is a nation of immigrants. Let's talk about the numbers for a second. In all of our history, there have been slightly over 700 million Americans, citizens of the Republic. Of those 700, 330 million of them are alive today. By the end of the century, there will be 370 million Americans. So basically, half of all Americans that have ever lived are alive right now. And the total number of Americans who were born overseas but came to this land and became citizens numbers more than 70 million. Vast portions of the American population are descendants of those people. Black people, the descendants of slaves who were brought here against their will, descendants of Europeans 
who immigrated to the United States in the latter stages of the 19th century and the early parts of the 20th century. Now, looking at immigration, it helps to go back to the 1980s in a very different era when there was economic growth and expanding sense of opportunity. Because in that moment, President Reagan gave amnesty to millions of people who were in the country illegally as part of a comprehensive immigration reform. Years later, during the debate led by John McCain, the question of amnesty was always off the table. Here was the issue that needed to be solved. There were approximately 11 million people in the country illegally. And the frame of the compromise was this. The nation would secure its border. The people who were here illegally, so long as they were not criminals, could stay, pay a fine, go to the back of the line. That was the frame of the compromise. Now, a false issue was always raised in this about the pathway to citizenship. And by the time this got twisted and presented to the American people through the cable news industrial complex, what average Americans believed was that somebody could illegally cross the border, suffer no consequences, and be made a citizen tomorrow, which is not what the compromise ever said. What it did was place the person who was in the country illegally into a regularized status. It gave them a piece of paper that said they were in the country legally, not as permanent residents, and far, far, far away from any opportunity to raise their hand by choice and become an American citizen. Going to the back of the line meant they were 10 to 15 years away from being able to begin their first year as a green card holder, which meant they were seven years away from the earliest point of opportunity to become a citizen. The great debate about the pathway to citizenship got lost around a central fact that the test of citizenship at its earliest point was never closer than nearly a quarter century away. This issue became so easy to demagogue. There's another issue, though, that must be talked about and put forward front and center, because it is simply the case that there is a substantial amount of policymakers in Washington on the left fringe of the Democratic Party who simply don't believe that the United States as a sovereign nation should have control of its borders. They believe in a radical theory that anybody should be able to come in. And when they do, they should be sustained and supported by the taxpayer. Thank you for listening to my political commentary. If you like what you heard today, 
Please also consider subscribing to the warning daily newsletter on Substack.